0: In Testimonies, Volume 1, page 259, in her Civil War essay, Ellen White made this striking statement. When England does declare war, all nations will have an interest of their own to serve, and there will be general war, general confusion. Is this a prediction that failed? Critics capitalize on this statement in relationship to all of her statements about the Civil War. And this becomes the main focus. It's heralded as a failed prophecy. Is it a prophetic statement? Is she making a prediction that England would, in fact, wage war with the United States during the Civil War era? Welcome to the Ellen White Podcast. Here is your host, Dr. Judd Lake. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Ellen White Podcast. I'm continuing my series on Ellen White and the Civil War. Today's subject is a prediction about England, when England declares war, a failed prediction or not. This statement, as I mentioned before, is a major focus of critics, and it's it's a hard saying that many believers find challenging, but it must be understood in its historical and literary context. When you do that, it actually makes a lot of sense in the time in which she wrote it. So I'm going to first of all discuss, and this will be a concise discussion because it's a broad subject with a lot of detail, So I'm going to discuss first the historical context, then the literary context. Now, let me share with you a couple of historical sources that are helpful in understanding the environment, the political historical environment in which this was written. And these are sources that I have used in my study on this statement. First of all, Howard Jones' Union in Peril, The Crisis Over British Intervention in the Civil War published in 1992, pages 1 through 36. That tells us a lot that historians were very interested in the possibility of war between the United States and Britain during the Civil War era. Another important book is by also by Howard Jones, Blue and Gray Diplomacy, A History of Union and Confederate Foreign Relations. That was published in 2010. Pages 1 through 45 address this issue specifically. And another interesting book that its title is derived from a statement that Lincoln made. He said, with regard to England, one war at a time. This is Dean B. Mahin, One War at a Time, The International Dimensions of the American Civil War, published in 1999. Those are helpful sources. Also in my book, uh, A Nation in God's Hands, Ellen White in the Civil War, there's an entire chapter devoted to this statement titled, When England Declares War. I'm only going to extract the essence from that chapter here and just get to the heart of what's going on so we can resolve this issue. So first of all, the historical context. A major event that transpired right about the time Ellen White wrote this statement is called in history the Trent Affair. The one time during the Civil War when England came very close to actually declaring war on the United States was during the Trent Affair in the fall of 1861. Two Confederate commissioners, James Mason to England and John Slidell to France, were aboard the British ship Trent, cruising about 250 miles east of Havana, Cuba, when it was intercepted on November 8, 1861 by the United States warship San Jacinto. The San Jacinto commander, Captain Charles Wilkes, went against legal advice and took the two Confederate diplomats off the Trent and carried them to a northern prison in Boston. So you can can see the intensity of this situation. In light of the recent Union losses at Bull Run and Ball's Bluff, the North needed good news and saw it in Wilkes' action on the high seas. He was hailed as a hero. But the British saw this event as a violation of international law and an insult to their flag. Lord Palmerson declared in Cabinet that he would not stand for this kind of treatment from America. Consequently, the British government ordered its warships to prepare for war and dispatched 8,000 troops to Canada, which was vulnerable to a United States invasion. The British Cabinet then sent an official demand to Washington that stated the United States must release the two prisoners and offer an apology for violating British neutrality. The United States and England were thus on the verge of war. In the end, though, both sides realized that a war was not in their best interest. Lincoln knew that the United States could only fight, as he put it, one war at a time and search for a way back down without losing national honor. Fortunately, the British cooled down and dropped the demand for an apology. On the notification that Wilkes acted without authority from the United States government, Lincoln gave them this assurance and released the Confederate diplomats. Although this crisis was over, the United States and England would clash again over diplomatic recognition of the Confederacy, the next aspect to the historical context of the statement. So the Trent affair was the immediate historical context for Ellen White's discussion of on England's contemplation of war with the United States. But her words also foreshadowed the conflict between England and the United States over recognition in late 1862, which was a result of the uh, horrendous loss for the Union in the Battle of Second Manassas. And at that point, the con- the Confederacy almost, it had already appealed to England, it almost received diplomatic recognition, which would given it... Uh, A sense of independence as a nation, and this is something that the North, the Union, could not and would not tolerate. So things were intense and things were on the verge of war. This is the historical setting in which Ellen White made this most interesting statement. So now let's look at the literary context. I'm just getting to the heart of this now. I don't want to get into all of the historical details and, and even address the whole statement. That would take quite a while, and I get into a lot of detail in my chat, the chapter in my book. I just want to get to the heart of it now. This statement, is, is it a prediction or only a possibility? In the wording of White's statement, the conditional if, and by the way, let me add, if it would be helpful if you had the statement before you in its context on page 259, Testimonies, Volume 1, or an electronic version of it. Either one would be helpful. In the wording of, of her statement, the conditional if set in the context, or set the context for the next often misunderstood sentence. When England does declare war, all nations will have an interest of their own to serve, and there will be general war, general confusion. The immediate context of the sentence was cast in a conditional framework, Notice the conditional character of the preceding sentences. She fears if she she should commence war abroad, that she would be weak at home. And but if England thinks it will pay. So you see the statement of the ifs or the, the manifestation of the ifs there. These statements are then followed by the main sentence when England does declare war. Francis D. Nicol effectively explained the grammar at work here. It is evident that Mrs. White is here using the word when as a synonym for if, which is good English. In fact, if we do not thus understand the word when in this connection, we have an unusual situation, a series of problematical ifs is followed by a simple statement that England is going to declare war. Thus, Mrs. White's last sentence would make pointless her preceding sentences. A similar use of the word when is found on the preceding page in her work, When our nation observes the fast which God has chosen, then will he accept their prayers as far as the war is concerned. No one, least of all the critic, will argue that the word when in this connection introduces a simple statement concerning a future fact that will undebatably happen. Thus, Nicoll explained, further, again, quoting him, with the clause, when England does declare war, understood as synonymous with if England does declare war, the statement changes from a prediction to a statement of mere possibility, but a possibility, however, whose full potentialities many might not realize. So a careful analysis of the sentence in its entirety reveals that the main point is not so much if England declared war on the United States, but what would be the result if England declared war on the United States. In the event that England did declare war, as she put it, all nations will have an interest of their own to serve, and there will be general war, general confusion. In other words, a war between England and the United States during the Civil War era would have been disastrous on the world stage. White's contemporaries agreed. Britain's The Economist, for example, warned that, quote, a war between England and the northern states of America would be the most affecting misfortune which could happen to civilization, In quote. And Seward's words also cast a similar tone. A contest, he said, between Great Britain and the United States would wrap the world in fire, end quote. Howard Jones believes that British intervention in the American Civil War would almost certainly have led to a third war between the Atlantic nations with repercussions re- reaching well into the 20th century. Alan Nevins prognosticated in his War for the Union, a classic work on the Civil War, what the implications would be for the world if England and the United States had gone to war. He wrote, Consequences of the greatest magnitude hung upon the deepening tension of European-American and especially Anglo-American relations in the late summer of 1862. It is hardly too much to say that the future of the world as we know it was at stake. A conflict between Great Britain and America would have crushed all hope of the mutual understanding and growing collaboration which led up to the practical alliance of 1917 to 1918 and the outright alliance which began in 1941. It would have made vastly more difficult, if not impossible, The coalition, which defeated the central powers in the First World War, struck down Nazi tyranny in the Second World War, and established the unbreakable front of Western freedom against communism. Anglo-French intervention in the American conflict would probably have confirmed the splitting and consequent weakness of the United States, might have given French power in Mexico a long release with ruin of the Monroe Doctrine, and would perhaps have led to the northern conquest of Canada. The forces of political liberalism in the modern world would have received a disastrous setback. No battle, not Gettysburg, not the wilderness, was more important than the contest waged in the diplomatic arena of, and the forum of public opinion. End quote. So when Ellen White's sentence, when England does declare war, is correctly understood as what could have happened if England and the United States went to war, then it is sensible as well as sobriety. When she wrote, the North had just passed through the crisis of the Trent affair with England, and the explosive issue of Confederate recognition was looming on the horizon. So it was literally an explosive situation. That's the environment in which she wrote that. So she's essentially discussing the possibilities that could have struck the nation and the world if England had declared war. So there's no prediction here about England. Only disastrous and dangerous possibilities if things went wrong and the war between the states broke out into a war with the world. Fortunately, this never happened. So that's the context of this statement. In a nutshell, there is no failed prediction here. When she discussed the possibilities of England making war on the United States, it was a reality in that historical moment. It could easily have happened. And so she's only setting forth the possibilities. Earlier in the context of the statement, she's describing the weakness of this nation, split between itself, and how how weak this makes us appear in the world to the eyes of the other nations looking upon us. So she really is setting forth the, the political environment of that, that time. And of course, as time went on, uh, the Battle of Antietam, Antietam took place, and it was a minor win for the Union. And at that point, England backed off, and there was no more real major threat of a war between England and America, or the North, the Union. So that's the context for the statement. So we do not have a a failed prediction here. This is why, again, it is so important to read Ellen White in context. That's what is fair. The critics are so often unfair in the way they treat these statements. They rip them out of their literary and historical context and just set them forth as a crazy statement that makes no sense to the modern mind. But when you Let Ellen White speak in her original historical and literary context. She often, as she does here, makes a lot of sense. It fit the context of the day. Well, thanks for listening. There's more on this if you want to uh, explore it further in my book, A Nation in God's Hands, in the chapter entitled, When England Does Declare War. Thanks so much for listening. I'll continue my series on the Civil War. Next time, see you then.